Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I'm here actually being selfish this week and reviewing one of my own albums. Really just wanting to share it with you guys, let you know it's out there, give you a taste of what it sounds like, and tell you a little bit about the story behind it. So this was the fourth album in my Mental Sauna series, and I really wanted to do something different with it. I thought, you know, I could go back to Mental Sauna 1 and 2, and I can put out album after album after album of these kinds of songs. And I, that's certainly within my wheelhouse. I could do that. But after doing Mental Sauna 3, Christmas Inflections, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to make the next album unique, you know, do something really different with it. And I started thinking about, you know, the number of songs, how long the songs typically are. And I thought, if people are using this for sleep, for example, or for uh, meditation or yoga, the short songs may not work as well. So I thought, what if I did extended play songs, you know, kept them to just under 10 minutes. You could do uh, meditations, affirmations, yoga poses. You could use that to fall asleep without it taking up, you know, too much of your device's battery, because unless you have it on autoplay or, uh, you know, you could, you could arrange a playlist or whatever to have just the one long song. So I thought maybe this would be an advantage for people. And I started working off of that premise. Then I thought, okay, well, what are what are the songs going to be? I mean, they they have to be some kind of theme or different feel. I wanted something that had a lot of variety to it, you know, instead of just, well, here's this song and here's that song. I wanted everything to be very special and individual. And then as another uh, added bonus, I thought it would be best if I record these in the tuning of A equals 332 instead of the standard A equals 440. The reason is because it is believed and there's a lot of arguments for it and there's a lot of arguments against it. I'm not going to get into the science of it because honestly, I don't understand and I don't think anybody can say for sure personally, but A432 is supposed to be more in tune with the human body using those frequencies of notes for the human body than it is the A440, which is is close. I mean, you know, it's still close, but there is a difference in how well the body vibrates in harmony with that tuning. So we go with A432, and you'll see a lot of new age relaxation music, meditation music, that sort of thing, music for study. Uh, a lot of it you'll see is done in a different tuning. You'll see like 888 megahertz for abundance or, you know, uh, 580 megahertz for clarity or for releasing fears or whatever they're all associated with. What I can tell you is this, and it could very well be a placebo effect. You know, I can't say for sure, but the albums that I've written that I can actually relax to myself are the ones I've done in 432. And starting with this album, I can't remember if I did the Christmas album in 432 or not. I'll have to look. But I can fall asleep to the Christmas album just because it's got the right pace for me. Um, I can't the first two because I get too invested in the songs. I, you know, I get, I get okay, what's going to happen next? So yeah, I did this or, or uh, I'll be analyzing the production or something. Starting with Mental Sauna 3, I was able to kind of let go of that and just enjoy the music. And then starting with this one, Mental Sauna 4, Worlds, I really uh, am able to let go uh, within a minute. And uh, and I really like that. It's uh, it's very different for me that I can actually 
enjoy my own music, but enjoy it without sitting there going, oh, I should have done this, or I could have added that, or I could have mixed this differently, or I should go back in there and change this. So uh, very big deal for me. So again, maybe it's the placebo effect. Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, if you have that suggestion put into your head that this is going to work better for you, it just does. Or maybe it actually just does. So that's why I say I don't think we'll ever know for sure. I think it's, it's you know, very, you can't prove it because unless there's some absolute scientific proof positive of it, it really comes down to potentially the power of suggestion skewing any results that you would have just because you can't account for a placebo effect when you're trying to do something scientific and say, this makes a difference and here's why. So that being said, um, what I decided to go with was different worlds that we could travel to. And so the uh, each song represents a different world that I created in my head and shared in the music. I want to talk a little bit first about the artwork um, we went through a couple of different possibilities for covers. Kelly did the, uh, the work Kelly at outside the box and she is just amazing. There's a link for her in the show notes, check out her Instagram, check out her website. She just does the most amazing work. We've been at this point, we've done a lot of album covers together. So we're, we're very comfortable, uh, discussing ideas saying, I think this will work. I don't think this will work. We have a great dialogue when it comes to that kind of stuff. I drew up a, a vision that I had that I think could have potentially worked, not sure how well. Um, and we had hired a model. We did a photo shoot that ended up not working out. She backed out of the deal and I had given her full, you know, if you don't like the pics, I won't use them. And uh, she saw the unaltered pics and wasn't happy with those. So she ended up backing out of the deal. So that left us with, okay, now we have to do another concept. So I, so I said, all right, here's the song titles. Let's start digging into the worlds. Maybe we can just do uh, one world for each song title and, and go that route. And so I think the cover that she ended up with, I think it came out absolutely beautiful. I love the, the variety, the colors, the atmosphere, the whole thing is just absolutely fantastic. And once again, Kelly comes out and just makes me an absolutely stunning album cover. And every time she does this, which is every time she does an album cover, I sit there and wonder, does the music really live up to what she's giving me? Because her art is just so amazing to me. That really is kind of a, a worry. But I, I can't really be too concerned with it because the songs are the songs. That's my contribution. The artwork is hers. That's her contribution. Um, even if it was a concept that I had that I gave to her, she usually takes like a stick figure drawing and turns it into like a Picasso. So um, I really can't complain about that, but it's it's a really amazing process. I love working with her. I love the ideas that she came up with for this. And I think that, that the way that we did this one, because in general, the album, the cover art doesn't necessarily represent the specific song. It might represent more the title or something about the feel of the album or the general uh, atmosphere that I'm going for. But in this case, it specifically represents the five planets that we have or the five worlds that we will explore in extended play on this album. So I had, I, I just, you know, just blown away by the work that she does all the time. Um, absolutely fantastic. And I think it was shortly after this that we started working with Rebecca Poole to do the lettering. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure this might've been the last one we did before we started working with her. But in any case, the first song is called Fields of Solitude, and here's a little bit of that. Fields of 
So if you haven't been lulled to sleep just yet by that song, uh, or maybe you started doing some yoga while you were listening to that clip, um, this song, the the vision that I had for it, and I, I really just worked off of like a, a snapshot in my mind of, of the world. Um, really, the, the and the songs were written before Kelly did the cover, so uh, they don't relate to the vision that I had necessarily for them, but I love what she came up with because she took her vision of those titles, made the planets, and I did my version of those titles in the music. But this one, I kind of imagined a purple sky with uh, the sun shining through it and just casting this really amazing glow across the fields. And the fields would be full of, you know, like yellow flowers that had a purple glow to them. And and the fields are endless, you know, so it's solitude. You're there by yourself. You don't have to worry about interruptions. You can relax. You can let your mind wander. There's no danger. There's no worries. There's no interruptions. It's just you and solitude. And that is, uh, that's a dream that I've had for for some time now. But it, it just allows you to let go and relax your mind. And one thing too, that I want to point out and, and, this is a piece of advice I always give out, especially when it comes to sleeping. If you're having a problem sleeping because your mind is moving too fast, you're trying to remember what you have to do tomorrow, you're trying to remember that, oh yeah, I have to tell so-and-so this or that, or you know, remembering something that happened that maybe frustrated or angered you, keep a piece of paper or a notepad and pencil by your night table somewhere near you. You can even use your cell phone for this. Take all those things that are in your head that are preventing you from sleeping and jot them down so that you can let them go. The whole reason that these things stay in our head is because we have to remember some sort of follow-up action, or we're not ready to let go of something that happened in the past. So if you just take it and write it down, your mind can say, all right, it's written down. I can deal with this later. I'll access it tomorrow. We'll see where we're at. But for now, I don't need to hold on to this. I can let go and relax and sleep. And that has really helped a lot of people, myself included. I started doing that and I found that I was able to actually sleep much better. I was able to get to sleep more quickly, but I I woke up less often in the middle of the night. Um, My brain just said, okay, I can let go and relax. So get all that stuff off of you, out of your mind, down to where you can deal with it tomorrow and then just let go. So that's my that's my suggestion for that. The next song on the album is called Waterworld.
So as you can imagine, this one is very much about being in the water, not worrying about you know breathing or uh, any apparatus that helps you breathe, just the, the vision of being in the water, like in the ocean, somewhere where it's crystal clear and there's beautiful fish to see. And it's, uh, it's just a, a sunny day and you can see everything and you're just there alive with the creatures. And just holding on to that vision. The water, it's really weird because I'm hydrophobic, but the water is my favorite place to be. You know, when I take my day off each year and I go to the beach, that day means so much to me because I'm connecting with the water. I'm walking along the shore. I'm letting it come up around my ankles. Sometimes it goes up to my waist when I don't expect it, but that happens. Um, it really is amazing how powerful the current is, but that connection with the element for me, uh, in my life, that's incredibly important. And um, it's it's been rough since I didn't get to go last year because of COVID. And NAM was shut down in the previous year. I didn't get to go because there was a problem with my car rental reservation. And I left 12 hours later than I wanted to, missed my entire beach day. So it's been a while since I've been able to connect. And I'm looking forward, very much forward to going back and doing that as soon as possible. But it's it's a really, uh, for me, some people are woodsy people, some people are mountain people, some people are water people. I'm definitely more of a water uh, person. And there's just something about the sound of it, the the natural uh, pull and retraction of the waves with the currents. It, it's just such a beautiful thing for me, whether I'm walking along the shore or I'm just sitting in the sand and watching it and listening to it. It's uh, a very important thing, but I'm not able to go in it. Like I can't just go in there and hang out with the fish and uh, and see cool things. So for me, uh, I have to do that through fantasy. And that's pretty much where my vision was going through this song. Uh, it's just a, a place of wonder. And when you think of how little we've actually explored, who knows what's actually out there? You know, we, we find new species and things all the time. It's just such a wondrous place. Uh, so that is the second song on the album. Now we hit the third song, Forest Pathway.
Now, as much as I said, I love water and I do every once in a while, it's nice to just go take a walk through the woods, isn't it? Just go on a trail, go off on your own, go find some place that's away from everyone else. You could just commune with nature. You can listen to the sounds of the birds and the, uh, you know, the smell of the trees and the rustling of the leaves and the breeze. It's just another magical place right here on earth that we can visit and commune with nature. I haven't been really in the woods in a long time. I used to go quite often when I lived in Colorado, I would drive up to Cheyenne Canyon, just go take a walk and uh, and really enjoy the mountain area. Now that I think about it, it was probably a little dangerous to do that because we did have mountain lions and things like that. But in the world of the forest pathway, there is nothing that can hurt you. It's very relaxing. You can hear that there are no harsh tones in any of these songs that we've heard. It's just... Uh, an atmosphere really that's created. So you can use this as a background. It's not like uh, it has riffs in it or anything that you really need to pay attention to. It's really just layered sounds. And that's exactly what I wanted, something that you could just get lost in completely. And that's why I wanted to do this album, because the first couple of Mentasana albums, they, they still are melodically oriented. They do have some rhythms in them. There's some percussion. And I really wanted to do something that just was... A different from that, you know, just textures that you could uh, almost like a, a mental sauna, a bath for your mind where you could just relax in it, let it carry you away where it's going to carry you away to. And you can enjoy the warmth of each of the worlds. Um, just, you know, something that was extended play and gave you all of that without the worry of what's the next part going to be or I wonder what comes after this. Just float on that cloud and let it ride. It's going to take you where it's going to take you. And you don't have to worry about anything. And hopefully that has come across in these songs. Hopefully there's people out there that are using it for those very things, whether it's sleep or meditation or yoga, or just to calm down after a day, maybe background music to read a book or do some writing. Uh, who knows? You know, I mean, the, the possibilities are pretty endless depending on how you guys want to use the music. So the next song that we have is called Warm Sand. And, well, I'll tell you what I thought about it afterwards.
Well, being the title of this song is Warm Sand, you might think that we're back at the beach, that we're just sitting in the sand watching the, the tide come in and out. But that's not really what was in my head at the time that I was working on this piece. What I really pictured was more like a sand dune. You know the water's on the other side, but you're not there right now. Right now, you're just enjoying this hill of sand that you're on. You're relaxing. You're running your fingers through it. You're letting it just just hold on to you gently. And, and you know, it's warmed by the sun. It's just a place you can relax. You can drift away with your thoughts and see where your mind goes. So not quite the beach but near the beach, so you know you can go there. I mean, you can go back to Waterworld anytime you want. And if if it means to you, if it means walking along the shore, if it means, you know, just laying in the sand and watching the water, that's fine. You guys can feel whatever you feel. Even, you know, this song doesn't even have to have sand in it in your vision at all. If it makes you feel like you're floating in space, great. Then that's what the song means to you. My titles are just based on my visions of the song. And that's the beautiful thing about music, especially instrumental music versus any other kind of art form, because any other kind of art form tells you what to think, doesn't it? So if you see a painting and the painting is of an equestrian on a horse, you think about an equestrian on a horse. That's the story it's telling you. If you listen to a song that has lyrics, the lyrics tell you what the song is about. It's guiding your mind. Instrumental music just says, here's the sound. What does it mean to you? And I love that. So the answer that I had to that question for each song is the song title that I gave. But for you guys could mean totally something different. And that is beautiful. I absolutely love that. I would love to know what any of these songs mean to you, what you visualize. Uh, do you get the same feeling I do? Did I guide you too much with the title? Um, you know, I've tried to do my Piano Romance album through... Uh, the major release networks as Piano Romance number one, Piano Romance number two, Piano Romance number three, and they rejected my titles. They would not let me release the album. They wanted titles that differentiated one song from another. And I specifically did not want that for that album because I didn't want to lead anyone with the titles. With this one, I thought, well, I think after a few seconds into the song, people aren't really going to be thinking about the title. They're just going to be engulfed in the music and it's going to take on whatever shape it does for the listener. And that's my hope anyway. So if you guys have any, you know, thoughts on what these songs mean to you, I'd love to hear from you. Write me at scott at scotthaskin.com and, you know, or just go to the website and email me. It's at the bottom of the page. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think of these. That brings us to our final song, guys. Um, this one is called Ice Cave.
So this one is a bit of a departure from the rest of the album. This does have a little bit of percussion to it. It does have a little bit more of a, of a melody than some of the others. I just thought it would be nice to have a little bit of variety. If somebody did want uh, an extended song like that, then this would be a good place to put it. And I used Ice Cave because really my thoughts about an ice cave are, you know, from a sound perspective, they, they'd be really pingy. They'd be really, um, you know, if you drop something, you would hear it echo throughout the, the cave and just seem to be a little bit more percussive potentially than, you know, say warm sand. Warm sand is not very percussive. You could drop something on it and not even hear it. So this seemed the right song to do that, but the percussion is very minimal. It's really just kind of a pulse, you know, and I even took some of the attack out of it so that it's not that hard of a hit. Like when you strike a piano or you strike a drum, um, that is rolled off a little bit, which means that some of that harshness is taken out so that you hear the sound without that, you know, without that hit. So it was something that I thought would uh, potentially work and would give a little more variety to the album, as well as maybe fit the needs of a wider audience. And I, I have to say, that's probably the one that I like the most. And maybe it's because I'm a drummer. Maybe there's something inherent about me that I do need a beat. Although I seem to get away without that quite a bit, but everything still has a pulse to it. Even if it doesn't have a drum, even the other songs, they still have a tempo. They still have a pulse. But the pulse is always much more obvious when you have a percussive instrument, even if it's a piano, because you're getting a strike, you're getting a heartbeat, you're getting a, a push you know, but I, I'm really happy with this album. I love the artwork that Kelly did. She always does such an amazing job. I was really happy to get this one out there and, you know, hopefully be able to provide people with something different than just another mental sauna album, because I certainly could have written a collection of songs and put it together like I did for the first two or found uh, a specific theme like I did for the Christmas album. But I thought it would be something else, you know, to do it this way. So you're getting just about 50 minutes of music because it's only five songs, even though they're extended play, it is at a much lower price. And I just thought that that was fair because visually we tend to see the value in something by the way it appears to be, right? So you look at it, you're like, oh, it's only five songs. It's an EP. Well, yeah, but it's still, you know, almost 50 minutes of music. You're not seeing that when you look at the track list, you know, or, or, or when you pull it up on Amazon or iTunes. So uh, I did decide to do it for a lower price, even though it's extend, extended songs, there aren't that many songs. So uh, I, I hope that that might uh, kind of explain things and make it a little bit more appealing. I hope that the, the choice of strategy I used on this album and the, the inspiration behind it might inspire you guys to go check it out. If you're on Spotify, it is on Spotify and Apple Music and all those um, you know players that you can subscribe to. But as always, please support artists. Just buy the album if you really like it and if you're going to be listening to it a lot. Um, there was a meme that somebody put out and I shared recently that said that little tiny pocket in your jeans is for all the money you make on Spotify. And uh, yeah, if I ever fill that pocket, I'll be happy. But it's, uh, you know, it's a nice outlet to have. And I get that people pay for that subscription. It's my choice to have the music on there. But basically, I think most of us put that up there as kind of, I'm hoping you'll stumble across us, whether it's you just find us or we end up on a playlist somewhere and you see us and connect with us. And then you go check us out and buy our stuff because artists are not making a living on Spotify. Taylor Swift is probably making a living 
just on her Spotify alone, that she's one of what, maybe five people in the world that are doing that. So support artists, go out and buy their music. It's really the reason that we still have art. Um, Not everybody can afford to do these as passion projects. They cost money to produce. And so, um, you know, I think pretty much all artists, especially in the last couple of years, as touring has disappeared, even though it started up again in some areas, it's very minimal. Crowds are very small. They're very limited capacity venues. So take care of your artists, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'll have the links to where you could check out the album in the show notes. And of course, like I said, if you do have one of those subscription services, just look for me or look for Mental Sauna and there's a good chance you'll find it. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.